Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Monday. It is June 6th, 2022. And is this the sign of a finally good market that will give us some green again? Well, let's see. The market is up today. We'll get into that. Good morning, Shepherd's Grandma. Good morning, Sarah, Barack, uh, Leader Sean, Three Pharaohs, George, Brian, Ricky, uh, Nuno, Edmund, and everybody else. Holly, uh, welcome back. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just a reminder for those of you that are new here, uh, this is Morning Sense, uh, our uh, almost daily version of our daily email newsletter covering all things business and investing in about 20 minutes, getting you everything you need to know and uh, nothing more. And then we spend some time, give away some money and uh, talk about Q&A and investing. So let's really get into it. The reason why we start about one to two minutes after the bell opens is because sometimes these uh, websites take just a few minutes to update. So after refreshing, the market is opening up finally, the NASDAQ up over 1.5%, 1.56% as we look at it exactly, the S&P 500 up a percent exactly, the Dow Jones up 0.6%, um, Japan's Nikkei 225 up half a percent, FTSE 100 up 1.3% in late trading, crude oil futures are about flat, but up over the weekend at 119 a barrel. So kind of revisiting high levels here, if you zoom out, um, and it seems like we are in permanently, at least for now, permanently high oil and gas prices. Gold is hovering still at 1855 a share, or sorry, not a share, an ounce. And in bond world, the 10 year note is hovering at just under 3% at 2.972%, two year note at 2.69%, and the three month T bill at 1.17%. So a normal yield curve shape and not inverted. Going to crypto land over the weekend, Bitcoin is at 31,400 uh, per Bitcoin, up about almost 6% in the last 24 hours and up about 3% over the last seven days. E Ethereum or Ether is trading at 1,900 per ETH, um, up 7% over the last day. BNB at 306. Cardano at 62 cents, XRP at 40 cents, Solana at $44, Dogecoin at 8.3 cents, Polkadot at $9.71. And that leads us to our uh, first economic news piece of the day, which is actually a headline that is counter to how the market is reacting today. So this is front page Wall Street Journal article is that inflation and political division put the U.S. in a pessimistic mood. A poll finds the Wall Street Journal NORC survey finds dim views of the U.S. economy, government and global leadership. Americans are deeply pessimistic about the U.S. economy and view the nation as sharply divided, divided over its most important values. According to the survey, the findings um is from a supposedly nonpartisan research organization that measures social attitudes. The survey found Americans in a sour mood, registering some at the highest levels of economic dissatisfaction in years. The pessimism extended beyond the current economy to include doubts about the nation's political system, its role as a global leader, and its ability to help most people achieve the American dream. And you look at the chart here, it says uh, less than 
it seems like 20%, less than 20% of people are saying that uh, the nation, the state of the nation's economy these days are excellent or good. And 80% or more say that it's poor or not so good. So it's a very simple and simplistic survey. And here's another th- chart. Would you say that you are pretty well satisfied with your present financial situation? More or less satisfied or not satisfied or, at all? Um, more satisfied, or sorry, more or less uh, rose to about 50%. So people kind of neutral. Uh, a lot of people are less satisfied. That's dropped quite a bit. So only about 14% of people said satisfied about the financial situation. And then uh, not at all satisfied up 35%. So I think it's, um, that's kind of an, in- I don't really actually know how to, how to interpret that this morning. Um, but I do know that rising wealth gaps, um, I think economic tumult, inflation, people feel it at the, at the gas tank. And if oil start, if oil continues along these levels, maybe we see over $5 a gallon here in the U S on average. And not only that, the war in Ukraine tensions with China, it does seem like a more dire time than it was about three or four years ago. So put it in the chat. Um, if you actually think that, uh, things are, are pessimistic, if you're pessimistic about the economy or if you're optimistic about the economy, and if you're watching the the replay, then, uh, definitely leave us a comment in the comment section. And also don't forget to like the video for the algorithm here live with us, all 188 of you. Uh, it helps us get into the homepage of subscribers and grow the channel and, uh, shows us that everybody likes this content. So, um, and if we hit a hundred likes, don't forget, we, we usually give away about 25 bucks. If we hit 150 likes, we give away another prize. If we hit 200 likes, we give away four prizes just to make things fun. So you got all can dollar cost average in your own personal accounts. Um, and, uh, we do so in the meeting pulse link is always in the description and you can use the meeting pulse QR code here on the screen. Alrighty. So let's go to the next one. This is big news here. We had a, uh, one of our ROIC ROI club coverage analysts actually pitch a solar related stock that's done really well since he pitched it. Um, I never got to got a chance to buy it, but, uh, it's done really well. And I imagine it's doing really well today because the white house is set to pause new tariffs on solar imports for at least two years. And this decision would be a victory for solar installers getting panels from Asian countries, but um, actually be a blow to U.S. solar panel makers as well. So I actually have to double check because it was a U.S. company that was pitched. But this was an overhang on the industry. We've been importing cheap solar panels from largely China. And there was talks about import of putting in tariffs and there's investigations going on about whether Chinese solar producers are illegally circumventing solar tariffs by routing operations through four countries in Southeast Asia, mainly Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, and Malaysia. And it's kind of created a huge chilling effect on companies like next era, Excel, Sunrun. And, uh, if, if they pause these tariffs to try to stimulate some of these, uh, this transition to solar energy, you know, using the cheapest solar panels around coming from Asia, 
you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good sign for the industry and to kind of unplug some of the roadblocks that have been happening. So, um, again, we're kind of in this very strange solar ESG versus, you know, traditional energy, which is really high prices underinvested and what we need more of. Um, and they're kind of both longer term plays. And in my mind, I think you kind of need this and I think you need both and, and I don't think it needs to be a war. I think short term, we can put more production of oil and gas and long term, we can, uh, install and, and incentivize, uh, economic transition to renewable energy. And I think you should do it all in both. Um, so, but again, maybe that's just the optimist in me moving on to crypto land. Crypto land frauds and scams top $1 billion since 2021. The FTC says, I think we covered a story about that uh, last week. More than 46,000 were affected, the FTC found, though that's about 3.3% of the losses reported for phone scams last year. Phone scams, wow. That implies that phone scams, let's do the math. So if that's 3.3, so if it's 1 billion, let's actually see the if they have a, <clears throat> so $1 billion, divided by 0 0.033. That means that over $30 billion a year of losses are attributed to phone scams. I don't know about you, but I get about three texts a day. I get multiple calls. I don't even take unknown numbers anymore. It just goes straight to voicemail through that setting. It's getting really ridiculous. Sorry, this was uh, about crypto. So I agree, crypto scams are, are quite quite dangerous and out there. If if you ever have a response or a DM from anybody, um, I know I have a bunch of incessant uh, folks that unscrupulous people out there, especially on Instagram, it's especially bad on Instagram, that copy my profile and DM people and try to get them to do a crypto scam or pay them money. So if there's anything like that, I mean, do you get, do you get like DMS about like, Hey, send a Bitcoin, send me one point Bitcoin. I'll give you five back. Yeah. I actually just got a DM from a fake sense account the other day. And I was like, why is Justin DMing me? I just saw him. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to combat this. Like we've reported them and then they change it. And then Instagram doesn't do anything about the account, even though they're scammers. And all they have to do is like our, my tag is a couple cents. And then they just go a couple cents or a a couple cents or a couple cents with two S's. And people are like texting me that, uh, why are you DMing me? And why are you asking me to yeah. go into a discord or whatever? And it looks the exact same because they copy over all of your posts. I don't know how they do that. Profile picture. And it's only on Instagram. It's only on Instagram. Instagram is trash. I hate Instagram. I'm boycotting Instagram. I don't go on Instagram anymore. And I'm sorry. It's, this is very personal for me because I started all the social media to help people and people are getting, I don't know, I, at least one person's probably gotten scammed from someone pretending to be me. And so I'm actually considering deleting my, I don't even use the Instagram now. Maybe we'll consider deleting the Instagram, but if we post more, maybe it'll be more obvious. But I changed my username to uh, senseinvest, I will never DM you. But I don't, th I don't think it helps. So anyway, but what you can do to help me out is hit, hit the like button. If we hit a hundred likes, we'll give away a prize. All right. Going to the next, after that rant, going to the next story, board apes, yacht club, discord compromised NFTs totaling 200 ETH stolen. Oh man. How the mighty have fallen. 
A malicious actor has made off with $360,000 worth of Bored Apes NFTs following a compromise to the BAYC's Discord server. The hack marks the third time in two months that Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs have been compromised, raising questions over the project's security. That's really tough. If I raise that much money, I would probably build out a security team. That's tough. NFTs are hype. I'm not, I, other than a couple uh, NBA top shots very early on, I haven't bought NFTs. And so I hope if you are in NFTs, are you doing okay? Uh, just be careful. Uh, let's see. There's a breach. There's a phishing scam. So yet again, it was a phishing scam. People DMing people, being like, hey, you got to send me this Board Ape Yacht Club. I'm from the official Board Ape server. People always talking about not your keys, not your Bitcoin. I want to own my keys. And then they get duped. And then people do get duped to send, you know, sending their own stuff. At least, you know, when, you, when people spend money suspiciously on your credit card, you get an alert from like Chase or Bank of America, like a fraud alert, and then they freeze it. You know, people, I think, underappreciate having that third party to protect you, pros and cons. So just be careful out there. It's a theme on the internet is frauds. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that even like live streams are the only ways way to actually connect with people. But I've been seeing on TikTok that it's very clearly like these fake live streams that are pre-recorded, and they just like live stream them later over and over again on a loop. And you know, I don't know. Just don't trust anybody out on the internet. That's what I would say. All right, Binance Labs invests in Dex Pancake Swap. Pancake Swap is a big uh, decentralized exchange. And Cake, <laughs> uh, which is their native token, jumps 10%. That's pretty interesting. Um, so they've jumped from $4.77 $4 per token, um, you know, but they're still down. Uh, and the investment is further to develop Pancake Swap's technology, marketing, and community support, as well as drive Web3 based services. So in this crypto winter, you know, you're going to need to, I think, DeFi and Crypto just needs to build and prepare for the next rally um, and build useful things that people want to use because that's all that matters. Building things that are cool that people don't use doesn't really matter. That's not a product. All right, let's go back. That was a lot of crypto today. Let's go back to the markets, actually, before we dive into markets news. Let's go back to the Wall Street Journal page and check in on the market data. The market is still holding up. The NASDAQ is up 1.2%, the S&P up 0.92%, and kind of uh, hovering at that level. All right, going to our first business story of the day, Macy's and Gap and other clothing stores are stuck with the wrong items. They have an inventory problem, problem which actually is something that Kathy Wood has been saying about the inventory problem. Uh, shoppers shifted spending from casual clothes and home items, um, catching some retailers off guard and leaving them with excess goods. Joggers are piled up at Gap. Macy's has too much activewear and Kohl's is full of fleece. Shoppers have shifted their spending from casual clothes and home items that were in demand during the height of the pandemic um, and leaving retailers with excess goods that need to be marked down. Um, here's some a chart of Bath and Body Works, uh, their inventory versus sales, uh, Ross, Carter's, Target, 
Walmart, TJ Maxx, Foot Locker, Kohl's. And I don't really like retailers. They're kind of crappy and very susceptible to the whims of, of the shopper and even the pandemic and uh, fast moving styles of the day. Are you still shopping at Sheen? Or are you uh, taking a break? Sometimes, but- Less so than a year ago? Less so than a year ago. I'm thinking that it's a good day to go to the mall today though. Okay, so Grace is actually gonna go to the mall, be one of the few shoppers. I wanna get some markdown sweatpants. Okay, so Mar <laughs> Grace is gonna jump on uh, the economic woes of these retailers, but it's tough. Like it's tough out there being a retailer because when things go away, you're left with all this inventory. Plus you have all this like fixed costs. You have to operate all these stores. People have to come in every day and like man the, the, the cashier's booths and everything. So yeah, not great businesses. I, I'm not a retail investor, nor do I consider myself soon to be a retail investor unless they're trading at like two times cash flows um, or less. All right, moving on to the next one. Carl Icahn is dropping a proxy fight over pig treatment at Kroger. The uh, Carl Icahn legendary corporate raider and investor and activist investor says in a letter to shareholders, he has concluded he was likely to lose the campaign uh, as he did with McDonald's. He's dropping the proxy fight. <clears throat> he congratulates the McDonald's team on their vac victory in this proxy engagement. And after much contemplation, given the company's financial position, I believe the same outcome will result at Kroger. <clears throat> he wrote that these campaigns were different from his typical fights, given these two companies are performing well financially, which makes it less likely the campaigns would gain adequate shareholder support. Activists are more attractive by shareholders <clears throat> when a company's doing poorly. So they'll vote and change to shake up management and stuff. Um, but if the company's doing well, then the company's doing well. Nobody really wants a change. So Kroger, sorry, ticker K-R-O-G stock. Let's see if Google will serve us with Kroger stock. I guess not. Let's go to Sentia then. Oh my gosh. Logging in. We are at 99 likes. One more like and we give away 25 bucks. All right, Kroger. Okay, so it is ticker KR. I was right in the first time. All right, ticker KR, $53 a share. Uh, it's done pretty well over the last year. It's up um, year to date. Let's see, so it started at 45 bucks. Yeah, it's up like 15 to 20% over the year. It's been kind of volatile though. Trading at about seven times EVD EBITDA. Interesting. As shoppers still buy um, groceries in the face of rising inflation. I don't know about you, but I feel like restaurants that used to be in the mid 20s per entree are now definitely in the 30s and 40s. So in the face of that kind of inflation, people tend to just buy from the grocery store, cook at home. All right, go to the next one. Another story that for some reason is interesting to, I mean, interesting to CNBC is JetBlue Sweeten's offer in buyout race for Spirit Airlines. JetBlue, ticker JBLU on Monday, improved its offer yet again for Spirit Airlines, ticker SAVE, in an attempt to outstrip competition in the race to buy the low cost carrier. Shares of Spirit jumped 6.2%. Uh, under the new term, Spirit shareholders will get 31.50 per share in cash. Uh, 
comprising $30 uh, at deal close and a prepayment of $1.50 per share um, and raised from a raised reverse breakup fee. Uh, the earlier offer was $30 a share, so it's up $1.50 per share. And Spirits continually rejected JetBlue's offer, saying that it has a low likelihood of re winning approval from government regulators. So I don't really understand why JetBlue is continuing to go after Spirit. If Spirit's just saying it's not about price, it's about regulators thinking it's going to be an antitrust issue. Because if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. So the price doesn't really matter. I don't know what's going on here. <clears throat> JetBlue is uh, really determined to try to make a deal. All right. So going on to the next story, Chinese ride hailing giant Didi surges 50% after report that regulators are ending their probes. Shares of, of the, of Didi surged, um, after regulators are concluding investigations into the company, Didi's been one of the worst hit companies by Beijing's regulatory tightening and has been the subject of a cybersecurity probe since it stays after its US IPO. Um, but China is now, it seems, kind of ending the probes, pulling back after really smacking these big tech giants. Didi stock up, uh, you know, at $2.85 a share of 50% from $1.85 per share in ADRs. But since the IPO just a year ago, less than a year ago, they're down 80%. Um, and it's pretty brutal out there for Chinese stock investors. Here's just a good example. I take this as, as actually a negative. Uh, the value of your stock is completely determined on what the Chinese government does. And say what you about, want about the Chinese government. I don't really know what they're going to do. I have no alpha, I have no edge there, so why would I want to invest and be subject to the whims of Xi Jinping and the, China, the CCP? It's what they call it in American media. I get some angry comments. Maybe they're fake, I don't know, leave it in the comments. They're getting angry when I call it the CCP because it's antagonistic. Um, but I think I looked it up on Wikipedia and I think that's what they're called. CCP, right? The Chinese Communist Party, according to Wikipedia. So if you all have an inroad in what the Chinese government's going to do on a weekly, monthly basis, maybe you can trade around these stocks. But as a fundamental investor in great businesses at good valuations, I can't justify if, you know, a CEO, like, by the way, we talked about this for Roic. Management teams are might be the single biggest and best uh, indicator of a, a company's success, how well it's managed. And if you have a great management team that gets disappeared for a little bit by the CCP or CPC, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that effect that clearly affects the business performance, the outlooks of the business. And if I want to own the company, never mind to say stuff about the ADR system and if that's going to get dissolved and if the U S is actually, which is still looming, going to kick off a lot of Chinese companies off of US and Western exchanges, too much danger staying away from any Chinese stocks. All right, moving on. Keurig, Dr. Pepper, Vici Properties, and On Semiconductor to join the S&P 500. Others, you know, that's just something to call out. Stocks making the biggest moves. Um, so we talked about Spirit, up 6%. Eli Lilly, up a little bit, Under Armour. Uh, is getting replaced in the S&P 500. Revlon 
is doing poorly, Starbucks uh, is considering only external candidates for its to be its next CEO. Oh, and Apple's uh, WWDC conference is here today. And just to catch you up on, that was a big topic here on Money Talks, along with Elon Musk, along with uh, when can we buy growth stocks again in Money Talks, which drops in about five minutes here. But people are expecting an updated MacBook Air. People are expecting an updated, uh, like, AR, it's supposed to be all about software and augmented reality. But unless we have really cool glasses to put on, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be doing one of these around. And I don't see people doing it unless we have some sort of glasses. Put in the comments what you think. If you're holding up an iPad while you walk around the streets of your downtown. Um, Oh, we have 132 likes. If we get like 18 more. We give away two prizes today uh, because we are not done with the news quite yet. Another thing expected at WWDC is more multitasking uh, features for iPad OS. But as a longtime iPad owner, very short time waffling uh, MacBook owner, I do not think that they're going to give iPad full usability at, as a desktop because it's going to cannibalize MacBook Airs. And I think they're in this weird conundrum, so I wouldn't expect that. Um, I think it's going to be kind of boring. It's going to be about developers and augmented reality and whatever. I will be very excited. I'll be very excited if they announce Apple Glasses because I will be... I know how good Apple is at hardware. If they release glasses, I will wear it. You know who is never good at hardware? Google. Google is a software, internet software company. And that's why Google Glass was never very good. That's why Chromebooks are like the cheap end of the market. But if Apple comes out with an Apple Glasses, I will buy it. I will buy it. Look at me. All my friends, they're buying Rolexes. I just like, I like these. I don't think I'll ever buy a nice watch. I thought like when I was younger, I thought I was going to get a really nice watch. I'm just going to get an Apple Watch. I, I really like it. Um, what if Rolex decides to make like a smartwatch? No way. No <laughs> way. No way. Like, yeah, it's, it's the Apple hardware is magic. That's, that's what they are magic at, Apple hardware. All right, cool. Now, other news kind of over the weekend is Amazon's, one of, his, one of Amazon's chief, chiefs um, steps down. Let me see if I can find the... Yeah, Dave Clark steps down, and that was bad news. Amazon actually did its stock split. So, uh, you know, it's up 3% today after being beaten down. It's trading at $125 a share now after the stock split. And uh, FYI, we sold, I sold all my Amazon, uh, which Roic members already saw on Friday. Um, you can log in to the Roic portal and stuff if you want to know more. We've been talking about it quite uh, deeply. We did a full, actually, Roic stream on it last Thursday, so watch the replay if you missed it. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I think I saw an interview over the weekend about a former Facebook exec or something talking crap about uh, how 
Zuckerberg is like doubling down on the metaverse and Facebook won't do well until Zuckerberg's gone. Kind of agree. I mean, unless does anybody here believe in in the metaverse? And if that it's going to be a smash hit of success, put it in the comments. All right, let's look at Finviz. Uh, actually, we'll we'll wait till look at specific stocks. We'll pick our first raffle winner because we hit 150 likes. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. And we're going to pick two raffle winners here. First one, uh, you should be in the meeting pulse. Click on the link in the description or on the meeting the QR code here. And I'm going to pick the first winner. And you should have a pop up. And all we need is your email. We don't need your name. And we reach out. All right, start raffle. Uh, and then Q&A. Let's go to the first Q&A. Do you see this rally as a dead cap bounce or slight recovery as equities were oversold in the past few weeks due to poor earnings? Um, I think that this is... I, I don't know, quite honestly. I'm not... like That's a question for Tom Lee, who's been wrong this year. Uh, that's a question for market prognosticators who study the S&P 500 and like, you know, EPS and Yardani, Ed Yardani... I think that it's not necessarily dead cap bounce. I think that we are in the middle of uncertainty and if inflation is going to be a persistent problem and the Fed raises rates and we hit a recession and we get bad, uh, we get weak growth, negative growth and continued for two more quarters, I think the market could go down even further. That being said, a lot of stocks are cheap or, or cheap according to recent memory. And if inflation actually turns over, when do we get the next CPI print? Next CPI data. June 10th. So in four days this week, we will see together. Oh, okay. Well, it's on Friday, so uh, we don't stream together. But you'll, we'll be covered in Morning Sense, the, the newsletter. And uh, if CPI year over year starts going closer to 0% year over year or under 2 or 3%, I think the market could actually recover and, and flatline and then we can start with a new baseline. But that's really tough. War in Ukraine, China, uh, weak consumer spending, inflation, economic angst. That's tough. All right, let's see our first winner of the raffle. A oh, pending, so I'm gonna move on to the next winner. Uh, so the next winner should have a pop-up. Please put in your information quickly so we can get through and end the stream. Going to individual stocks, let's go to our friendly Finviz. Google up 3%, Amazon up 2.5%, Tesla up 1.3%, Tesla trading at 712, Apple up 1.7%, Microsoft up 0.6%. We're green across the board. Visa, MasterCard up 1.3%, Banks up, Berkshire Hathaway up, Pepsi, Coca-Cola up. The only things that are down are like consumer defensive, like Walmart, Costco, Target, um, what's defensive is no longer defensive. Well, I guess it's more defensive than tech, but I think at a certain point, these valuations are pretty salivating here. Uh, let's check in with our next, oh, the winner, Tony H, our first winner. So we're going to pick a second winner and then, um, let's post a new raffle, start raffle. Three Pharaohs Towers is saying, keep kids out of the metaverse. Let's go, yeah, instead of going to the next Q&A, let's, um, let's go to some of the comments. People saying about scams, yeah, got to be careful with crypto and everything else. Sarah's asking, wonder how Black Friday is going to be this year. I, I'm actually wondering that too. Um, have you ever been Black Friday shopping? I always go Black Friday like shopping. Like at midnight? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to, my family used to take me and it was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. My friends and I go every year. <laughs> um, Barack is saying he sold all of his Chinese holdings uh, and luckily to get out in time. Uh, Jay Ka is saying some brands and models like Rolex can be investments though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just, I really like having tech. I don't know. I like having tech or trying out the new tech. Um, Three Pharaohs Tower is saying no metaverse is full of abuse. Brian is saying no metaverse need more companies in on it to, for it to be successful. Um, Muse Musician saying that he believes in the metaverse in some form long term, but IDK if meta will be what the one to do it. And um, okay, cool. Eric M is the winner of our second prize. So that's awesome. So Eric and Tony, winners of the raffle. Thank you so much for joining me today. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning for Morning Sense. Love you all. Don't forget to hit the like button if you're watching the replay. Leave a comment. Um, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Happy investing. Enjoy the green. Let's hope it continues. Bye.